more than half of Americans with an income of $100,000 a year or higher say they're living paycheck to paycheck. This may be the result of a sneaky behavioral phenomenon called lifestyle creep. Lifestyle creep is the common pattern of making a little more money and starting to spend a little bit more money. It happens almost automatically. I think people hold these benchmarks in their mind. If I reach this position or I get this promotion or I, I make it to this age, then I can live this life or then I deserve to have these things. And then they kind of go a little crazy or go a little wild on it. And then it becomes like a trade-off. Like they only can enjoy their present happiness and they're not able to save or plan for the future. There's nothing wrong with wanting nice things. The mental, emotional reason why we want to acquire more is generally rooted in this need for like your perceived value. Like we live in a world where like the nicer car you drive, the higher your perceived value is. Six out of every 10 people surveyed said that paying for everyday expenses negatively impacted their mental health. It does take a lot of joy from just life and always being in this scarcity mindset when there isn't necessarily a scarcity to fear. Here's why Americans feel like they're constantly struggling to keep their paycheck, even when they start making more money. Say you get a new job and you have a little bit of a pay bump. Suddenly there's a little more room in your budget. You know, maybe you do some small upgrades like you eat out rather than cook at home or buy those Taylor Swift tickets or upgrade your music subscriptions. Anything like that is an example of lifestyle creep. It's just these little upgrades that are very hard to undo financially or even psychologically once you've made them. A lot of people have this scarcity mindset around money and they spend so much of their lives saving, saving, saving. And so there can be this point where if you're constantly saving your whole life and then you finally reach this marker of financial success or you finally reach this big paycheck number, you feel like you finally deserve to enjoy your life. The idea that people save and they just hit a, a point where they feel like they deserve it. I I fully disagree with that. Most people don't have a thousand dollars in the bank. Like most people cannot handle a tire blowout or they're gonna put it on credit. There's no financial literacy, no financial education that happens. The average person does not think about lifestyle inflation at all. I think it's something that's not even on the average person's radar. Coming out of the pandemic, there was this strong desire to go out and splurge on experiences, maybe take a trip. This is often referred to as revenge spending or revenge travel. Research shows that young adults are particularly susceptible to this. They feel discouraged by higher prices and you know, making ends meet. So they might feel like they'll never have enough money to retire anyway. They might as well enjoy themselves now. Unlike perhaps their parents were, young adults need to be more responsible for their retirement because a lot of the safety nets that maybe their parents had, like a pension, don't, no longer exist or are extremely rare. So they need to contribute to their own 401k if they want to shore up their financial security. There's something about spending a little more than we should that can feel like rebellious or bad. And it often can be a reaction to our family culture around money or parentified or internalized rules around what we can give ourselves. And some people might overspend as like revenge against these rules. And some might look at someone who's overspending and think and kind of label them as all bad or all good. And there can be a lot of guilt and anxiety around the consequences. Spending is a way for us to meet one need when another isn't met. 
I was 19 years old when I entered my first corporate job. I was still figuring out how to adult as well as how to be in this, you know, corporate world, make an income, which for sure led to overspending. You know, I was sad, so I would shop. I was getting serotonin through shopping. Then that led to me accumulating over $30,000 of credit card debt. And I had to figure out how the heck I was going to pay that off. When your spending is dictated by emotions or depriving yourself or holding back your needs, that's when it becomes problematic. I generally like to think of lifestyle inflation in sort of two buckets. You have like your general idea of what lifestyle inflation is, which is the buying fancy cars, the buying nice things along those lines. And then there is lifestyle creep. That's more like regular everyday things that if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're going without like going to the dentist, getting oil changes on your car, right? There was a time in my life when oil change was just like not even a priority. Like. I'm trying to keep tires on my car. I'm trying to keep it running. I'm trying to keep the registration paid. I'm not concerned about an oil change, right? More than 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck as of September 2023. That, along with inflation, can have serious financial consequences. Many Americans also don't have emergency savings to fall back on. 63% of workers say they wouldn't be able to cover a $500 emergency expense. You know, there's that saying, being poor is really expensive because then when it is time to get basic maintenance on your car, it ends up being way more expensive than you were planning on it being because you haven't done basic maintenance. And that can go well beyond car trouble. 46% of Americans said they have a balance on their credit card because of an emergency expense, according to a creditcards.com survey. 10% coming from car problems, 11% to cover unexpected medical bills, and 10% for home repairs. Because of inflation and higher prices nearly across the board, people have been having a harder time making ends meet, and often that means turning to credit cards to fill in the gap between what you need to buy and what you can actually afford. Credit card rates are over 20%. That's the highest interest that you'll likely find anywhere unless you're getting a payday loan. Credit card debt can really spiral out of control and pretty quickly. The solution to get what you need when you're in a position when you don't have it, it really is to just make more money. It sounds like a simple solution, but it also sounds like a condescending one, right? You tell somebody who like, is doing the best that they can that like they need to make more money. The solution to make more money isn't really realistic. The expert that I talked to said it's okay to treat yourself as long as you've built in a buffer in case something comes up. You want to be able to find that balance between enjoying your life and your emotional well-being and your financial well-being. Marbrisa Flores describes herself as a recovering super saver. I would describe a super saver as someone who maybe is now in a position where they do have some sort of income, some sort of stability, but it's a certain mindset that keeps you in scarcity mode and afraid to spend on things that you may need or want and kind of affect your lifestyle in that way. My way of saving it was to hoard it. And the tough part is that saving for the sake of saving, it's not very reinforcing, but it can kind of be addictive and there's momentum in that. I wouldn't advise going to that extreme. It does take a lot of, I don't know, a lot of joy from just life and always being in this scarcity mindset when there isn't necessarily a scarcity to fear. 
after working with a wealth coach, I continued to save because I was still very kind of would put me at ease in that scarcity mindset. Like I felt at ease having kind of my savings. I continued to save money, but in a more intentional way with the intention being of spending it. When you're in scarcity, you're feeling this anxiety. My first thing that I like to tell individuals is forgive yourself for what you've done in survival mode. I think I like to divide it between, you know, what's essential, what's, you know, an actual bill type of expense versus a lifestyle what's an, a choice that you you know take on to to spend money for example a choice to go out drinking and having fun and there's also but there's also not the choice you have to make that car payment you also have to put gas in that car for it to go right so there's things that you can't avoid and there's things that you have a choice to do and you can adjust Value-based spending is what I teach, and it's where you sit down and you really evaluate, one, where am I spending my money right now, and am I being reactive or am I being proactive in that? Am I spending my money in places that really have value for me, or am I spending my money in places that I think I should be spending my money because of outside influences? And once you have an idea of where your money is going right now and looking at, am I aligned with this? Is this something that I actually value? The goal here is to find balance. It's about finding ways to spend in the moment and also how you want to spend your money in the future. So it's about enjoying your life, but not being so focused in a future that hasn't come yet or too much focus on the present. The idea is having your cake and eating it too. You can have bites of your cake right now and then save some cake for later.